Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Arrow on Target. Hey, everybody! Welcome to Arrow on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. I don't think we did that for the uh, Flash on Target. And we actually didn't give our Twitters either. So oh, let's, man. let's rectify that or correct that situation right now, Chris. Yes. Chris Wright 250. And John Wright 777. So this week, we're talking about the crossover between Flash and Arrow. The epic crossover event. If you listened to the Flash podcast, we're going to talk about the same, kind of the same kind of things for a second. Not for very long. But um, and, and if, if you haven't listened to that, you should go back and listen to it. There is a lot, especially for the first half of that podcast. Um, it was, uh, it's Flash on Target, by the way. You can find stayontargetpodcast.com. Yeah. Just to reiterate. Um, but we talked for I think for the first like twenty minutes or so about mm-hmm. kind of the uh, the crossover implications yeah. and things. Well, and we talked about um, we we talked about Arrow's world, and so like it's it's uh, relevant to this podcast as well. So if you didn't watch the episode, um, the Flash episode, you should definitely go to CW. Um, you can get it on their app or on their website and watch that episode. Yeah, um, and if you don't care to watch the episode, you can still listen to the podcast, and it'll probably still make mostly we don't recap sense. it. Yeah, right. We don't. We talk recap about it. like important issues, I guess. Right. Um, so the first thing that we uh, we wanted to just to touch on real fast was that this crossover seemed to do more for um, like as far as viewership for Arrow, right? But as far as moving the plot line forward and character development, it did more for Flash. Yeah, but that's actually like become more of a uh, a ongoing thing with Arrow. Like I think I compared it on the other one to like. Yeah, it's like they have a soccer field and they need to kick these 14 soccer balls <laughs> from one side of the field yeah. to the other. And so they take like one kick at a time on right. each soccer ball. And so like, yeah, it's like we really didn't do much this episode for the entire plot of this season. Really. Right. Well, we've got, you know, because we've got um, who killed Sarah. We've got. Uh, Which we did sort of make some. That was the entire premise behind um, them showing up to Starling City was they were going to get this sample from Felicity. That's true, but it didn't move it forward. No, at it all. didn't do anything for it. It just kind of like gave you something to throw out there, and that's kind of like what happened with Thea's uh, plot line this episode too. Yeah. We saw like almost an Easter egg right. of Thea walking down the road, and right. uh, Flash runs past, and she looks all confused. Right. Which was really funny because she's talking to that DJ that she kissed last week, which means this isn't the last we've seen of that crazy DJ. That's true. So we have, you know, Thea's storyline. We have Malcolm Merlin's storyline. We have Who Killed Sarah. We have the League of Assassins coming to get him. We have um, whatever's going on with uh, Amanda Waller. And we've got Ray Palmer. And we've got, it's just like, what in the world, guys? There's just so many storylines. And we got to have to, we need to start resolving them. I think uh, I mentioned that it's unbelievable to me that next week is the midseason finale. Yeah. And it's then, crazy. Then we referenced last season's um, terrible midseason finale, which was the courtroom episode. Yes. Which is definitively, you said. That's what I said. You said arguably, yeah. but I said <laughs> definitively. It is the worst episode of Arrow to date. Yes. So hopefully next week's episode is not the uh, the worst episode of Arrow. No, I think it's gonna be awesome. Like I think like like we're gonna have to deal with one of these things like for it to officially be like a mid-season finale there has to have been some ground laid like I'll, you can't just have like a really good self-contained episode i'll tell you what i hope it is i hope it is mostly a self-contained episode mm-hmm. and then like the last 15 minutes freaking blow my mind oh, and they, awesome. they drop a bunch of bombs on you regarding these other storylines like you think that you're in a normal episode but you're really not 
It's like you're in a dream within a dream within a dream. Exactly. Aeroception. Aeros. Aeroception. I like it. <laughs> yes. So that's basically a recap of what we said. You know, in terms of. Uh, oh, I mean, uh, let's lay out the the viewership from Arrow. What did you say was the best? It was the. It was other than the pilot. It was yeah. the highest uh, rated uh, episode of Arrow yet. Like, so it paid off. You know, oh, yeah. like the crossover. I I mentioned that. Um, Flash, I think they positioned Flash before Arrow because Arrow doesn't necessarily have a, uh, a new fan base just because of the the high price of admission and that you have to know all this backstory, not only of the current timeline, but also of the island timeline and, you know, like these villains that are now dead that you're not dealing with and the other characters and family members and all this kind of stuff, the relationships, it... Honestly, if I jumped in right now, I feel like I would be very confused. Overwhelmed, even. Overwhelmed. And so I think that's what – it's a very daunting thing. And so there are a lot of people who hopped on board with The Flash because they know The Flash. It's a higher-profile DC character. And uh, they're trying to bring them into the Arrow fold. Yeah, and And I think it worked. It's tonally a lot brighter. Um, And so I think that we even compared Flash to, like, the audience that would be on for, like, a a, a, – Smallville. Yeah. And so like if you get kind of that audience into there, then pulling back a curtain and saying, hey, but there's also this cool stuff going on in this universe, Mm -hmm. Um, which was was honestly like the funniest episode of Arrow that we've seen. That's what I was going to say. You know, like we pulled um, kind of that comedy, comedic and um, just kind of fun atmosphere from the Flash into Arrow. And I liked it a lot. Oh, yeah, it was great. I'm honestly okay if they kind of. I, mean, I, th- I think sometimes they go too far into the drab and bleak area. It's fun to have, I mean, not fun. It's um, nice to have, you know, that kind of uh, dark feeling to Starling City. Right. But that doesn't necessarily mean the team needs to behave that way all the time. Well, especially like with characters like Roy, who plays so well under the uh, the like comedy circumstances. Like this episode, if there was one thing that it showed me about, I guess, the, the supporting cast is that uh, Diggle and uh, Roy can also be this comedic influence. Yeah. And, like, I mean, we've seen obviously Felicity, like she's kind of the, the, the comedian of the crew. If mm-hmm. you get, you know, that, uh, Diggle's got his one liners, but it just seems like they could have like brighter, uh, happiness. Like there's so much dark stuff going on in this episode in particular. Like, uh, I mean, it was, it's a terrorist going to blow up the city. Yeah. And he's like, and not only that it's, it's, he's going after a specific person who's like mm-hmm. personally involved with this team. Yeah. She knows who all of they, them are. Yeah. Even Barry now, yeah. which was hilarious. Everyone, this is, a, yes, uh, an issue on both shows is the fact that uh, that Iris doesn't know who Barry is on The Flash, and Thea doesn't know who Oliver is on Arrow. But literally every other supporting character knows. Everyone. <laughs> it's like, There's come not on, a single guys. one. Come on. It's like, it's like me being a vigilante and literally telling everyone, everyone that I work with yes. and everyone, but never telling you. And I never figure it out. Yeah, and you never realize. It'd be so weird. Why does he? Why does he leave halfway through the podcast every week? <laughs> I don't understand. Yes, he comes back all bloody and and hurt. <laughs> it's weird. He's always got like broken ribs and stuff. Yeah, yeah. He's just clumsy. <laughs> okay, so I did love that that part where uh, where like we come back and and Barry's chilling like with his mask off eating or whatever. Right. Um, because that sequence right there is the quintessential. Flash, yes. like in everything, in the animated series, is in the comic books. That is the attitude that the Flash just kind of has, where it's like, oh well, I did I do something stupid? Who cares? You yes. know, I'm already way past it. You know, he's already <laughs> moved on and not not thinking about it anymore. And so it's just that was a really fun thing where it's he says, oh, but she's your wife, and he's like, no, she's not. You know, right? And he's like, but you tell her everything, and he says, 
you didn't tell her this. Oh, well, okay. You know, it just kind of <laughs> goes on with it. So that, yeah. was, that was awesome. I don't know. And do you get the feeling that they're both being pretty sloppy with their secret identities right now? Well, okay. So Oliver really has. And the Twitter Twitter universe lit up whenever in the Flash episode, Harrison found out, like figured out who it was. Obviously, he used his scene into the future device. You think? I guarantee he has I, to. I mean, they didn't imply that. No, they didn't imply that. But it was really easy, even last episode on Arrow, that the person found out where he was stationed based on the response time to all of the disasters. Right. That's true. And so it's like, you could really easily figure out at least the location yeah. and then you just see who, who leaves and comes from that, that location. And sure enough, why does Oliver Queen go into this building 14 right. times a day? Well, you know? I mean, we saw that, uh, this episode as well. Someone else has infiltrated the arrow cave. Yeah. By backtracing a hack. Cave. Yeah. So it's like, they they have to start being more careful. They're drawing a lot of attention to their location, to themselves. Do they move? Because if and this is the thing, they just need to be more careful. Because even if you move locations, they're going to Figure attract attention there. Yeah, and I almost I, I wonder if maybe we're edging more and more towards more people finding out. You know, we've referenced before that it's like it's in like the Bat Universe, and even like last season, Quentin um, Lance, Detective Lance summarized it so well that he doesn't want to know who the arrow is and he doesn't you know it's he literally said exactly what was on uh, has always been on my mind about like people not wanting to know who batman is not wanting to know who arrow is where it's like hey it would be easy to figure it out but so like i'm wondering if maybe they're edging more and more towards becoming kind of a public figure um of either oliver queen becoming more of the guy or everybody knows that oliver queen is the arrow and he's just on the run i don't know you know like Whenever you talk about that, it makes me think of, you know, I am Iron Man. You know, I don't think we'll ever get to that point because his personality is not that. And he's murdered tons of people. He's murdered tons of people. And, like, he's not that kind of a character. You know, like, he can't um, show up at parties and be, you know, party as Arrow. You know, like, it's it's not that kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, And I guess he has trouble telling his closest friends the truth. Why would he let the city know the truth? Yeah, he has this, this thing about you know, his identity. He also has this thing about not having any relationships. We talked for forgot to talk about this on flash. It relates more directly to this show, but right. there's a few things on the flash that relate only to, to arrow. He, you know, Barry is having trouble, you know, like, um, figuring out his relationship with Iris and basically Barry or, uh, Oliver told him, you know, let her go. We guys like us don't get to have those kinds of relationships. And, I, that was just completely false. Like this, just I, I'm tired of that. I'm tired of tired of that kind of attitude. Well, I think he was too, because Diggle had convinced him. Whenever we dealt with Cupid, Diggle had convinced him to go talk to her and go tell her. But then he shows up at her office and she's kissing Palmer, and it's like I think now he's just trying to like, he's just trying to keep himself sane th- at this point, like lying that, to himself. All that though did was reinforce what he already believed. You know, Diggle says, "Yes, it can work. Go make it work." He gets there and it's like, "Okay, well." Obviously, it doesn't work because if it was working, then she wouldn't be kissing Ray Palmer. Which Self-fulfilling is, prophecy. It's dumb. I agree with that, but I think that's kind of like that's where he's probably at mentally. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, and The salmon ladder showed up this, this week. That was amazing. That was hilarious. In a good way. In a good way, yeah. As opposed to the way with Ray Palmer. <laughs> yes, that's that's three people we've seen on the Salmon Ladder yes. uh, this season, and two of them were awesome, and one of them was just like <laughs> underwhelming, ridiculous, kind of weird, uh, and awkward too. Yeah. It's like 
who has like other than the arrow who has a salmon ladder just chilling in their office that's like, true and why and, and does, it, does it like come down from the ceiling for ray or like what i don't know what's the deal i wonder if he's just trying to be oliver queen maybe it was just there before he got it there it could have been like, there it could have been like oliver, oliver installed it exactly and he's like what is this i can do it <laughs> what, what is what is this thing yeah I can actually see that. That, that, that makes hilarious. that's a legitimate like explanation for that it. That is really funny. Um, yeah, that was really cool. I really liked you know the, the way that that worked. I, I liked the interactions of. Um, uh, let's talk about this for a second. Okay. So we discussed in the flash how we didn't necessarily see the villain get taken down. Right. Okay. We didn't get to see them both take him down, which right. is what it was implied that it needed both of them to take him down. Yeah. This did absolutely did require not only just Arrow and Flash, but the entire team. All of the teams. All of the teams. I loved that. Oh, so, so this cool. what we, what was missing in Flash, we got here. Yeah. And it's it's weird to see that happen to where like you have this blatant like problem with the flash episode yeah and then the other episode does it so beautifully yeah like orchestrates it like you said to where not only like do we have to come together uh with just the main characters and deal with our differences we have Mm -hmm. to come together as a team yeah and deal with that you know yeah and it was fun to see like whenever they end up cutting the wire at the end uh everybody's reactions they're like flinching they're like (laughs) you know they almost don't expect everybody else to take care of it Mm -hmm. but since they do it endears those characters to each other you know as as two separate teams and and obviously like nobody's going to share anybody's you know identities at that point because they just saved each other's lives that just reinforces our our thought that you know, this should have been a part one, part two episode where the first one led into the second one and they kind of like intermingled a little bit more because, you know, like we saw what we said, I think what was lacking in each episode was it was present in the other episode and make that work together in one long two part episode. Now, like the first half may not be that exciting. It's a big buildup, you know, maybe that was the point. They didn't want, you know, people who only watch the flash to feel like, well, we just got gypped because we watched an hour worth of television and it didn't get anywhere. Right. But I think it would work so much better in terms of a crossover. Agreed. So what's interesting about this is that if you look at comic books and the way they do crossover or big events, sometimes, um, they'll have like the main thing, but then it crosses over into all these other comic books. So say Batman is going in and uh, Batman, the main line has this thing, this epic event. And then all of the, like the Batgirl and all of the other side Batman comics are infected for one month Mm -hmm. with that Mm storyline. This is the way that 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 kind of felt Mm -hmm. to where you have these self-contained one issue, one shot kind of storylines that maybe aren't as fleshed out as Mm -hmm. the main one or aren't, you know, aren't as good if they had worked together uh, separately, but like they are what they are, you Mm -hmm. know, they are a crossover of it. Mm -hmm. And so like, I think that they kind of approached it more from that type of, of standing, uh, than they did as from like maybe a movie standpoint or, or like a, uh, a normal kind of a crossover thing. So yeah, I agree with that, you know, and it definitely had that kind of feel and that's, that's fine. That's legitimate, um, way to do it. I just think the other one is more effective for television. Right. I agree. And, uh, and this episode, I will say this episode did everything that the other one didn't do, you know? And, and yeah. so like, I liked this one a lot better. I felt like it had more of a resolution. You like this one better. Yeah. Oh yeah. I actually, like, I thought that the flash episode was more fun. I, yeah. I enjoyed it more than I enjoyed this one. I got gotcha. this felt like more of a conventional arrow episode. And aside from, um, the, 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 
the cheat at the end where everything's all in a different spot and has to be deactivated at the same time. Yeah. This could have been a villain that um, the team Arrow takes down by themselves. So like it, after I get done saying, you know, like, yeah, it's, it required all the teams. And I really love the way it did. Mm-hmm. It could have worked out differently had they written it differently. Right. You know? Um, and so it felt like more of a conventional, didn't feel like a, as special of an episode or as fun of an episode. I could see that because it's, we didn't get as much of the, uh, the shocking interplay like we did with like Diggle on the first episode. Mm-hmm. It's like that reaction alone was worth watching that episode yeah. of television. And so if you haven't seen it, Diggle's reaction to Barry's super speed is worth going back and watching that episode. Yeah. Um, and so like, I don't know, I, I agree with you. Like it didn't feel as fun, but mm-hmm. I guess my thing was if we made this villain, this threatening, um, to where like he got away from the flash yeah, and he used like, this is just a, a super trained soldier who uses boomerangs that explode. We should have made the, a super powered other guy strong enough to, you know, to, to, mm-hmm basically deserve his own takedown or whatever. Right. You know, so it's like, it's, it's just, it was just a weird way that they framed the previous, uh, or the villain on flash that I liked the way they did it with this guy. This guy felt yeah. real and threatening. And it's like, while we sort of have this minor backstory to him mm-hmm. where, you know, Argus tried to kill him and he's out for revenge. Right. I mean, you still, you know, you got this, you got this really threatening guy and now mm-hmm. he's in there with Slade. Right. That's crazy. You know, the thing about the flash, you know, like, you know, that episode, um, we saw, you know, Barry was basically his own enemy in that episode. You know, like, it, yeah, the uh, the prism um, made him angry, yeah. but he had to, like, he was the enemy at that point. Right. And, and Oliver had to take him down. Right. And so that, but that was the focus. Like, obviously the name, Flash versus Zero, they just wanted him to fight. That's the focus of, the, of that episode. Right. Which they actually were gonna settle the argument at the end of this one. That was pretty fun. Something and there was a difference between both these show, these uh, these episodes. I thought was interesting as well, and I liked the way they did it on a Flash. Whenever they were dealing with the way that Oliver um, behaves with criminals and his quote unquote torture methods, right. and uh, like I liked it because you know on on Flash they alluded to it as like okay he's just crazy like Harrison said he's crazy you know like he's uh he's i guess tougher than anyone else in Central City yeah um and uh he goes back to Starling City and he does this on the first episode you don't have any problems with it you know like you're like yeah but he got the job done that's what Barry says he defends him right on the second one he's a little more uncomfortable with it I honestly hope, like, this this whole discussion of, like, should I torture people or should I not sounds unbelievably similar to should, should I, I kill, kill people? people or should I not. And I'm sick and tired of these issues popping up on air all the time and all the self-doubt. Like, so, I feel like Oliver just mopes around all the time. So what's funny about that is that I think we've completely dealt with it at this point. Because, I hope so. Because even Oliver, like, or even, uh, even Barry, like, I, I mentioned on the other podcast that it's interesting because we get so desensitized to what... Oliver has to do yeah. um, that whenever we see other people's reactions to what he has to do, it's like if, you know, Barry's standing there in the room with him while he's like shooting this guy with arrows and, you know, twisting it in his wound and almost mm-hmm. pulling it out and stuff. And, uh, and to see his reaction, it's like, yeah, I guess I would kind of be freaking out if I was in the room with him too, whenever he was doing this. And never seen it before. Right. And yeah, never seen this before. Um, and only seen like the results or whatever. Uh, but honestly, I mean, I think that we've dealt with that because it's like Barry, while he had to like, he had uh, kind of basically he had this 
tear in his mind where he says, this is not the person that I thought he was. Mm-hmm. Um, something that he, a way he's behaving is not in the way that I thought he was. Mm-hmm. And so he has to justify these two situations with it. And I think he summarized it really well at the end, which is in my quotes, whenever he said, uh, let me see, let me pull it up exactly. He said, uh, you were wrong when you told me I couldn't inspire people, Oral, and you couldn't. You can inspire. Uh, that was the arrow. Uh, I don't think that's the one. No, it's this one. That's You've right. convinced yourself that everything you've been through took away your humanity, but you think, uh, but I think it's that because of your humanity that you made it through. So he had to like justify mm-hmm. what, you know, what he is doing with you know, who he thought he was. Right. And so he had to rebuild basically who Oliver is. Well, which is true. You know, Oliver did what he had to do in order to survive. And this is still what he has to do in order to let the city survive. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a different kind of like, there's a different reason now, motivation, yeah. um, but the same kind of behavior. I, and uh, I agree with that. And I, I, I liked that conversation. I just hope we don't bring it up again because we've yeah. kind of, we've got, I don't know, we delve in and out of this stuff. And it's yeah. like, I don't always see the point um, and we spend a lot, a lot more time on it than I think we should. Yeah. And I think that, you know, whenever Oliver gets to like, whenever he's kicking himself, yeah. that's whenever we get like into weird, weird territory. Right. I think it's because Oliver this time, it's like, he was totally okay. You know, at, like beating this guy up for info. But then the minute that it turned out that, Hey, that info was actually what put them in jeopardy later on it. I mean, he like started kicking himself. He's like, it's all my fault. And it, yeah. and whenever he gets into those self-destructive spirals, it's kind of just, it's not fun to watch. No, I guess. not at all. Like, you know, I had more, I mean, from the perspective of how awesome was Oliver as Arrow, he was way more, way cooler in the first episode, the flash episode than he was in this episode, because in that episode, he's self-confident. He knows what he's doing. He does what he has to do to get done. And he doesn't question himself. This one, you spend so much time being like, Oh, man, it's my fault. I shouldn't have done that. You know, just like, just own up to it and, <laughs> and realize that there, sometimes you're going to get it wrong. Yeah. Like don't mope around and, uh, it's just not, you're like, right. It's not fun to watch. Yes. It's not, it's not as fun to watch him whenever he's being like self-destructive. No. And I just think, like, it's not fun to watch your friends be self-destructive or your family members be self-destructive. You know, it's like, it's just not fun to watch. Sometimes, you know, whenever you, we watch the show, it's like, I really honestly like the idea of Arrow more than I like Arrow, you know, like I love the imagery behind Arrow and what he means. You failed the city. You mean the, the hero. The hero. Yeah. Than what, how, how they portray him and how Oliver acts. Yeah. I think that you like the persona of Arrow, but maybe not Oliver Queen. Like that's probably I more. I don't like the, the self doubt of Oliver Queen right. and how back and forth he'll go, which it's weird. To, and it's interesting. Like that's an interesting discussion about the duality of his character where he's got this one side that is literally, he just does whatever it takes. And he even said that this episode, he's like, you just have to be willing to do whatever, mm-hmm. it do, you know, whatever needs to be done, no matter the personal cost. Mm-hmm. And then you have the other side of him that, constantly is at odds with that where yeah. it's, it's still that, that side of him from, you know, previous to the Island where he's still that kid where it's yeah. just like, man, what, what am I doing? I don't know if he ever really, um, escaped that person. Right. You know, and I'm not going to say that, uh, that his, that his superhero persona won't affect him as Oliver Queen because it will, you know, you see that in every superhero, right? You know, you think about Batman Begins and Bruce Wayne's mansion gets burned down. Yeah. Um, you think about later on, he's gone into uh, reclusion, and you know, it's it's affecting his his life on that level as well. And so, right. You you can go all through all the superheroes, and so 
I'm not saying that you know. Yes, he can all he can be the Oliver Queen he wants to be. Yeah, but that doesn't mean he shouldn't be Oliver Queen. Right. And I hope that Barry's um, encouragement to I th- did we already go over that quote? But the other quote was. Oh yeah, he says uh, you were wrong when you told me I could inspire people and you couldn't. You were wrong. You can inspire, not as the arrow. That guy's a douche. <laughs> but it's Oliver Queen. <laughs> yes. I love it. So I hope that's kind of a more of a step into Oliver Queen coming back and actually doing – because I, li- I liked that. You know, I liked yeah. – um, I like seeing him kind of try to fight for his company, even though it was kind of half-hearted at the time. Right. It's – you know, I liked seeing him fight for that. Yeah. Well, like in the first few seasons, we kind of all felt like Oliver Queen as a persona was almost uh, um, an obstacle to him becoming Arrow, you yeah. know. Um, but – I'd love to see, like, you know, you think about the, I think it's the pilot episode of Arrow, you know, mm-hmm. where there's that big part, welcome back party, and he's partying it up, and he leaves the party to go take down this bad guy, and then goes back to the party. That's the Oliver Queen I love. Yeah. Like, and I'd, I'd love to see that continue and, and reemerge as a part of his, his, uh, his personality and persona. It very well might, because then whenever Cisco walked down on this episode, uh, he said, man, he's like, you guys have a, have a, you know, I think you guys could have more fun if you realize that you're right below a nightclub, <laughs> you know? Yes. And so it's, it's maybe that is kind of something that will come back into the forefront where it's maybe we address the fact that, Hey, he's, you know, he needs to do something as a day job or, mm-hmm. or whatever, because we really don't have that side of him right now. Right. Um, we only have the arrow persona. Right. Um, what did you think about the the Thea situation that she wasn't in this episode or that she wasn't you know part of it? Was that a big deal to you or was that like? I mean, you, like I said, you know, with all the storylines going on in Arrow, um, you have to put something on the back burner. Again, though, I will reiterate. She should be part of this team. He should tell her what's up, and you know she should know who he, who he is. Do you think that'll happen this season? Maybe I hope so. Like uh, I think you know the same thing needs to happen on on Flash with Iris, and it needs to happen here with her. You know because like like we said, I think we said on uh, I can't remember now which podcast we said what on, um, but like it is <laughs> it is literally affecting um, their relationship. Yeah. On multiple levels. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yes, they're on better terms than they were at the end of last season. Right. But it's still pretty terrible. Yeah. And, you know, like, they're not going to fully connect until they realize that they both now have a pretty similar backstory. You know, he doesn't know that he's she's being trained on Malcolm Merlin. He yeah. needs to figure that out, too. Oh, yeah. Um, but it just shows, like, he's not being observant enough. And he's not spending any time with her, obviously. No. We also didn't see, I don't, um, we didn't have any progression, really, in... Laurel's storyline. No, we didn't see her at all, basically, yeah. other than whenever he was talking to Detective Lance in the, the precinct. Right. Um, but that was kind of a... That really didn't go anywhere. No. I mean, so, like, on that level, it didn't necessarily um, bother me because mm-hmm. we were dealing with, with other characters. And yeah. so it was it was honestly nice to step away from, like, the, the problems, you know, like, that we've been dealing with. We're just like, man, stupid Laurel, just, like... You know, doing her own thing, not really thinking about consequences. Right. Um, Oliver still not telling Thea. Like it was good to just take a step back from that and be like, okay, well, this is and just breathe for a minute. Yeah, you know, just breathe <laughs> and have a funny episode with lots of fun. You know, it was nice to focus a little bit on Diggle and uh, mm, and that yes. relationship as well. I love Diggle, man, dude. And it's, it's Diggle is like one of my favorite characters, and I always feel like he's underused. But in this episode, it was just like it felt natural for him to be at kind of the forefront of this stuff. Yeah. You know, he was in most of the action scenes. Yeah. Even if he didn't necessarily take anybody down, mm-hmm. he was there. He was, uh, you know, working towards this thing. 
something. It was also good to see this uh, emotional development mm-hmm. where he's gonna we're gonna have a Diggle wedding. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. You know, I'm super excited for the Diggle wedding. Right. You know, this is gonna be a great situation as well. So. Um, I don't know. It's like, I'm really excited about where his character is going and the fact that we dealt more with him. And even in both of these episodes, we saw a lot of Diggle. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's a good thing. Yeah. So I, I also like the, the motivation for, um, the villain, uh, you know, like the fact that he was in the suicide squad and that's why he hates and has a, has it out for Lila, you know, like that was a great motivation for why he's doing what he's doing. Dude, and the title of this episode was uh, The Brave and the Bold, which honestly is, has has historically been a comic series of team-ups. And uh, and there was even Batman, The Brave and the Bold. They launched that television show uh, a few years back or whatever, and he would always team up with different people every episode. Um, but basically, we've got uh, this The Brave and the Bold, and they not only bring those two characters together, but they bring the greater DC universe together with this Suicide Squad plot, mm-hmm. which is really cool as well. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, it'll be interesting to see if we see more members of the Suicide Squad mm-hmm. this season. I don't know if we will. Speaking of Suicide Squad, we'll talk about that on Stay on Target Podcast this week on our main podcast, stayontargetpodcast.com. There it is. But yes, you know, like it was cool to, uh, to see that and... Uh, I also took it to be like, okay, who is the brave one? Who is the bold one? That's very true. And it's interesting also to see the, the team before, before the flash showed up. Yeah. That was an awesome sequence Yeah, where they show up to this dude's house and it's like Roy is there. Yeah. Diggle is there. Yeah. Oliver's there. Everybody's doing their jobs. It's right. like, this is a well-oiled machine at this point. Right. And, uh, and I'm excited about that too. Yeah. Yeah, for Brave sure. Bold, man. And that's why I want, like, I love Thea as a character, and I, lo- I like her even more now that she can uh, she can kick butt. And yeah, she can fight now. I'd love to see her join Team Arrow. That'd be awesome. I think there's going to be a massive fight first. That'd be crazy, dude. Her and Merlin against Team Arrow. You think she's actually going to fight Oliver? Like, I yes. feel like that's going to happen. Yeah, that's going to happen. Yeah. They can't, like, set all this up and then not have that happen. Right. So moving forward, you know, like I hope that there are more team ups like this. I hope they do this, you know, more often, largely because like they can do it and it not, you know, drastically affect the the storylines, but it's still a lot of fun. It gives me, you know, before it's kind of like okay, we're well, we're working up to the mid season finale or we're yeah. working up to the season finale. It's okay, like we'll give us something else in the middle of here to work up toward and to also enjoy along the way. Right. Um. Not that they're, uh, you know, it just like in twenty two episode seasons. I was talking about this earlier, like. You think about things like The Walking Dead that have these like really truncated like half seasons, and then there's like huge breaks in between them, and then you think about or even things like uh, Sherlock or things that are British that have like even less episodes. Yeah, Sherlock, Game of Thrones. You know, you have uh, True Detective was eight episodes. Yeah, you like know, six like, episodes is a normal thing in, in like the UK and stuff, and they get a lot done. I love that, and and then you have these twenty two episode, twenty four episode seasons, and it's just like man, it just takes so long yeah. to get through this stuff. So give me more of this stuff along the way. Oh yeah, to look forward to and to have. Fun watching. Oh yeah, yeah, and and you know the whole like tw- like long season versus short season. That's a that's a different discussion. But there's only a few shows that really continuously put in like the most like more bang for your buck on the long seasons. You right. Know? Um, but. I will say that we referenced the bat or the uh, the arrow cave. We mm-hmm. actually coined that this time. Yes, like in in the show, as opposed because I think fans have been we calling it the that arrow cave. Oliver basically hates any nickname, right? <laughs> or like any goofiness because yeah, it's like yes. we, he called him. Uh, he's like, "Do you guys have an arrow mobile?" That was one of my quotes. Yes, so, and and I wonder in this universe we've established that there is a Wayne. Uh, like Bruce Wayne or the Wayne right. uh, Enterprises or whatever exists. 
is there a Batman in their universe? We don't know. Because if he's saying these things as like a throwback to like the Batcave or, and the, Batmobile. or the Batmobile and he's just throwing these things out there like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, we wouldn't realize that that was a thing unless there was a like because this is so campy and so goofy that there was right. a Batman and there was a Batcave and there was a you know Batarangs and stuff. So like, I just wonder in this universe, is there a Batman? In fact, there was a lot of people on Twitter in the Flash episode where Harrison is talking about uh, Oliver and he says, and that man, ra- you know. Uh, protects his city with vengeance and stuff. And people on Twitter thought he said Batman. No. And the, he didn't. He didn't. He said Batman. But, it, you know, anyway. But it's like, is there a Batman in this universe right. for him to take these, like, pop culture references from? I, I don't know. And I don't know, like, if we'll ever find out. Like, um, it was an interesting thing, article I was reading uh, late last week. And uh, I think, I can't remember who it was. Uh, it was one of the uh, the creators, executive producers of the show, and he was asked, "Will um, Superman or Batman ever, you know, make it onto the show?" What he said was that we can't reference Gotham or Metropolis specifically; like they won't let us. Okay, like you will never. He said you will you will probably never see a reference to Gotham or um, or Metropolis on the show. Okay, but that doesn't mean that there's not. Because they're using Batman villains, it doesn't mean that they can't be a reference to Bruce Wayne, obviously, or Batman or Superman. That also begs the question, Neil, if the if these shows exist in the same universe as Supergirl, how do they deal with Supergirl without you know it being Being in Metropolis? In Metropolis or there being a Superman. Maybe I mean Metropolis was always kind of a stand in for like New York and things like that. But what about Superman? Like she has never existed apart from Superman. We'll have to see how they deal with that, because like that's a big question that I have too, is like if you're not going to tie this to the movie universe, which they're not, and I, I don't necessarily want them to at this point. Right. Um, but if, if they're not going to, how does she exist? Like, how does she, how does that work? Is it just that you've taken maybe um, parts of his, a uh, Superman story and put them into uh, the Supergirl story, like taking, pick, taking piece, the best pieces of both stories right. and put them together. Maybe, maybe that's the case. And that would be cool. I, w- I would like to see that kind of a take on it, you know? So I don't know. I, yeah, I, I mean, I, and I don't think that they're saying that none of this, you know, none of the other superheroes in the larger DC universe, you know, that they don't exist. Yeah. Um, you just don't know about them yet, you know? Yeah. So, you know. Or maybe in this universe, Batman is, exists much in the same way he does in our universe where he, you know, he's like a, uh, a pop culture thing, you mm-hmm. know, where it's like they did have the television show and that's how he came up with the, the you know, the Batcave or whatever. Well, know? I mean, so, so think about, though, in any alternate timeline, you know, where there's no Batman in the comic books, there would be some comic book character. That's true. You know, they reference that all the time in, in the comic books. That's they, true. There, there are other heroes that, fake heroes that people read about right that were invented back in the day right yeah that would make perfect sense um but yeah so that yeah that was just a complete side note i'm sorry yes no no, did our derail the conversation no that was a great conversation okay um anything else do you have anything else about it no hoods up definitely though hoods up dude and again i wanted to say i like this the situation whenever caitlin and uh cisco are sitting there with uh felicity and roy in the in the club and they have this whole conversation about why they don't take it seriously. Or oh, yeah. Why they didn't yeah. take it seriously. It basically like illustrated the differences between both cities. 
you know, like, you know, one is a lot more lighthearted. It doesn't really feel necessarily real. I'm not saying, you know, Central City oh, yeah. doesn't necessarily feel like this is a, a city that we could visit. You know, it's it's uh, it's very odd. And, and they were talking about how, like, the, the villains didn't necessarily seem real because of their powers. And all that's true, you know. Yeah. Um, and that all of this existed under the surface as well. And, uh, and that now they're just... Aware of it, basically. Right. I mean, it's 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 the differences between the cities, and it's also the differences between the two shows. Oh yeah, for sure. It's a very meta conversation. Oh, it was. It's it's very self-referential almost. Yes. Um, I my hopes would be the Arrow becomes a little bit brighter because yeah. of this crossover. Yeah, and that uh, maybe Central City becomes a little bit more real. You know, because yeah. of this. You know, because it's it, as it is, like you said, it's, it doesn't feel like a place you can actually kind of go to. Mm-hmm. It feels like a place that you would love to go to, yeah. but you can't really go there. Yeah. Um, so, like, I almost think that maybe uh, both of them, both of their universe crossing over, yeah. could have some good uh, implications and good effects on later episodes. What I find interesting is the fact that. We say that we feel that, and the writers obviously know that because they're they're able to have that conversation with oh, us. Yeah. And it's just like part of me is, you know, glad that they reference it. But then the other part of me is also like, okay, well, if this if you know this is an issue, then let's let's address it. You yeah, know? let's deal with it. You know, yeah. and maybe we'll see that. Maybe maybe they're they're slowly working their way into that or something. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we'll we'll see. Hoods up, hoods down. Hoods up. Hoods up, for sure, dude. Yep. I liked any, it, man. Do you have any quotes? Uh, I have a lot of quotes, but I'm going to pick the best ones, because yes. uh, there's a lot of good stuff in this one. Um, let me see. We want to see the Arrow Cave. And then he says, we don't call it that, ever. I was Felicity who said that. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then we have Roy, who said, since when did we start selling admission to the Arrow Cave? Yeah. <laughs> I love how That's he calls right. it an Arrow Cave. <laughs> uh, let me see. Uh, we have Diggle and, uh, and Lila. Lila says, I appreciate the offer, Johnny, but we haven't handled. And he says, is that your, we haven't handled alarm whenever it starts <laughs> going off. Um, and then the best quotes of this one were when we agreed to restain, we decided it would be on my terms. If that is proving too difficult for you, you know, your way back to central city. Mm-hmm. That was a good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then sometimes they don't see it as what uh, Oliver says, then Lila says, there are people in the world who deal in extremes. And then, uh, Oliver turns around and says, it would be naive to think that anything less than extreme measures would stop them, mm-hmm. which is a quote that he's using from yes. Waller, Yeah, which was a, which was a really interesting interchange between them. It's the first time that Waller has like appealed to his sense of logic, I guess. I in think that, she, I think she's always been there. We just didn't know that it was her. No, I mean, um, we, she's been there. Like we, we kind of knew that she put her in this position, but she's not been hands on, and she's definitely not been as um, directly manipulative of him. But I think that it's it's always been apparent that the reason that they butt heads is because they are kind of alike. Yes, she's just more more like him on a on a grander scale. Yeah, where he deals with smaller things like the city, she's yeah. dealing with the world. Right. Um, and then we have directly after that it says, sometimes bravery isn't enough. Sometimes you have to be bold. And then Oliver says, no matter the personal cost. Um, and then the last one that I will say, cause we've said a couple other ones earlier in the episode. We have, um, the one where he says, I get it, Barry, you're fast whenever they're fighting. So yes. that was really funny. Cause yes. like they're bantering back and forth and Barry keeps like doing these things and just egging him on. And then finally it's like, I get it, Barry, you're fast. Yes. He has to maintain his cool around the flash. He does. 
Flash will heat you up. He'll he'll get you get you all heated up. Yeah, yeah. Dude, so who would win in that fight? Like that particular fight. Not the one previously, but the one at the end of the episode. I think Arrow, obviously, just because of the what, what, what you said um on uh on Flash. Yeah. Where like yeah, he's fast and he has powers, but Oliver can outwit and outsmart him, much like Batman can. And knows his weaknesses, too. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. That's, Oliver wins. Oliver time. wins. And I think in this universe, because they can't reference Gotham or whatever, Oliver kind of is a stand-in for Batman to yep. a certain extent. Yeah. He uh, takes some of those Batman-esque attributes. Yes. Well, that's it for this week. You can find uh, our Flash on Target podcast at stayontargetpodcast.com. You can also find our regular podcast there as well. You can find us online saintargetpodcast.com chriswright250 on twitter and john wright 777 that's it for this week we'll see you next time on arrow on target, on target.